Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 4 and 5 of The Fires of Heaven, Twilight, and Among the Wise Ones. Enjoy! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome to Season 5, Episode 4. Um, it's actually Episode 98. Uh, we were going to be at 100 at this point, but we took two weeks off. So welcome back, guys. We're glad to be back. Um, and, yeah, uh, Christmas is over, so here we are. So before we go any further, I do want to uh, just go over two new patrons that we have because uh, we always give shout-outs to them, uh, Joey Craig and Laquita Lewis. So thank you so much, the two of you, welcome. for your patronage. Thank yeah, you. welcome to the team. And, um, of course, got to mention David Russell. David, here's your mention. David. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we actually had someone that says in January they're going to up it to David's level, too. So we might have two that we have to mention. We'll really start to hide them in the episode with the top-level tier uh, patrons. Um, other things, uh, Twitter, we did hit um, 2,000 Twitter followers actually a while ago. I just never announced it on here. So, yay, yeah. 2,000 Twitter followers. Um, so figured I'd give that number. Now we're at, I think, at 2,100 or close to it. So. We're getting there. And you might have heard another voice just say hi or yay. Um, <laughs> yeah, say yay. <laughs> that would be our guest for tonight. So we do have Critter XD. Um, you might recognize her from a lot of different places. Uh, most most likely TikTok if you have TikTok. If not from TikTok, then probably from either Prime, uh, Amazon Prime's uh, after show uh, on their YouTube channel. Or I guess you also did live coverage in London for the red carpet, our blue carpet event. So lots of places you might recognize Critter from. So I know that was a little brief introduction, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about, plug yourself away. Just um, all the great things about Critter. All the plugs. Okay. Um, Well, I'm also Egwene Alvier on Twitter. Uh, So that's where I share a lot of my TikTok content and also just tweet about the Wheel of Time and and occasionally go in character, even though I'm kind of bad about it. and yeah, I just, I, I love the Wheel of Time. I started my TikTok. I think my first Watt Talk post was in February of 2021. So we're coming up on one year of doing Watt Talk on TikTok, which is really exciting. Um, I'm almost at 9,000 and then I'm going to do my first giveaway so I can hope to get to 10,000 followers on there. We'll see though. Um, 
And yeah, I'm just having a really, really good time. And I don't know what to do with myself now that the show uh, is over. Obviously, I'll just go back to book content because I was doing stuff before the show came out anyways. Um, sure. But it's uh, it's a good time. So I really appreciate you guys having me on here today. Yeah. Thanks for coming. And you got to meet the whole entire cast, cast and crew. I mean, you're just like breezed over that like you know I, like, <laughs> I did I did I um I my life the last like two months one month has been absolutely absurd and I don't really know what to do with myself uh about it but yeah no I got to meet like Roseman Pike and Madeline in Madden person and Yosha and Bart no, not Barney Barney wasn't there in person I was yeah she was, she got to do live interviews on the red carpet events in London yeah that's amazing it was crazy I'm so I don't jealous. know what I did to deserve that, <laughs> but it was incredible. It was so cool. I went, I was live on TikTok while I was doing it. Yeah. So I'm two degrees yeah, of separation from TikTok. Roseman Pike is what you're saying. Oh. Like I now know you and you know her. Yes. So she's basically my best exactly friend. That's what you're saying. E- easily. I love 100%. it. 100%. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So cool. Um, yeah. You were there, I guess, uh, Nablus was thrown out, flown out. Uh, Nablus has been on our show. Uh, and Matt Hatch was, has been on our show before. Daniel Green has not yet. And I think those were the four content group. Was there? Oh, and Dra- uh, Dragon Mount. Yeah, right? Dragon Mount was out there too. Uh, yeah. Jason Denzel. So mm-hmm. they have not been on our show, Jason or Daniel. But one day. We'll, we'll, we'll get him one on day. Here. We'll get him on here. Um, I'll, I'll just bribe his cat. That's how I get Daniel to do anything. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, Ian lives, lives right on the street from Daniel. So like, it's just a matter of just going knocking his yeah. door. Maybe we'll go into Kroger at the same time and be like, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of cool. But, yeah, so speaking of giveaways, you got, you're doing one. We're doing a few right now, and we got more coming this this uh, rest of the month. So I'll announce those right now. Some of these will, by the time this episode comes out, some of them will be over. Some will still be running. So make sure just to follow us everywhere because um, I do giveaways everywhere. Um, so right now we're giving away a hardcover copy of the Wheel Time book of your choice on Twitter. Um, that one ends, I think on Monday, this episode comes out on Tuesday. So, so, uh, if you're listening to this, not live, sorry, you missed it. If you're listening live right now, which is, is open to all, um, you should have came and listened live because now you missed your chance to get reminded or follow us on Twitter. Um, we are giving away a team Pater hat on Instagram, uh, and a shot glass on Facebook. Um, we also are going to be doing a TikTok giveaway this month and a Discord giveaway. I'm going to give away another hardcover co- cover book on Discord as well. So lots of giveaways. Um, it's where most Please. of our Patreon money goes to. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ian was talking the other day, like, how much money do we have a Patreon account? I was like, if I quit giving away stuff, we'd have a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love it, though. Share the wealth and keep people excited about it. I mean, it. I, I, I just I don't. Yeah. Like, I mean, I use it to buy some equipment. But once I do, I'm in a lull where I don't really need equipment, um, I just give away because I don't. I, I don't pay myself off of it. Uh, I don't plan on ever doing that um, it, unless we making thousands of dollars and then maybe, um, but then probably I'll just go towards Jordan con or something. Especially like giving away books. You can never go wrong. Giving away books. Like no. that is a favorite There's gift a... for me to give. And one of my favorites to receive. So, so, and you know, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why we became so popular so fast is because we, the first thing we ever did was a book giveaway. Um, Cause we started in January and actually last Christmas or two Christmases ago, I got the Wheel of Time Companion uh, for Christmas, and then someone else gave me the Wheel of Time Companion for Christmas. So I had two copies, and we had just started the podcast in January, like a week later from Christmas. And I was like, what am I going to do with this extra book? I was like, let me give it away. So, like, that was the first giveaway we ever did, like, literally two weeks into the, and it, you know, tons of people 
like free stuff. So free stuff. is that the <laughs> one we ended up stuff. signing and doing the artwork in? That was the one we gave the tree. That was a different one. Okay. I think that was an Eye of the World book. Yeah, but yes, we did do one for tree. I mean, because we haven't signed yeah, all of them. One. We've only signed. T- we did sign that one too, but the uh, one we drew pictures in was uh, for tree. Yeah, you didn't um, sign the shot glass that I won. So yeah, I just say you won. You we won all took one of shots at it. So. Yeah, it was used. Oh, yeah. okay. So I've got the DNA at least. There you go. Um, there you go. Yeah. Forward. Uh, no, those those come directly from our, uh, our 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 people that make our our merch, which is uh, New Creations by Jen. Uh, is who we use. We like to use local, so we'll give a shout out to them. That's uh, Rob Christensen's wife. Um, he runs Weekly Wheel News. So to keep it uh, kind of in the, in the family. family. In the family. The Watt uh, fam. Love it. We, we use uh, his wife for our merchandise. Um, so, yeah, cool stuff. Um, so moving on to personal life, yeah, we just got done with Christmas uh, by the time uh, when we're recording this. Uh, like a week later, it'll be, it'll be the new year. So, But I don't know how that's going to go yet. But, <laughs> but as far as Christmas goes, uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, uh, we had lots of presents for the kids. Uh, they had more fun probably than I did. I spent a lot of time just cleaning up after them. But, um, you know, a lot of good food, a uh, lot of chaotic craziness. And I did get, like, cool stuff. I got, like, new lighting um, for, like, videos. So, like, I got backlights and, like, studio lights. And I got you a new microphone. Great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, if I turn them, like, so you watch this. So you like. Ooh, that's hideous. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> is, that, is that the old you? And now we've got the new yeah, you. Yeah, now i got the new you. Um, nice. So I, I used to use this light as my front light. And that's a really harsh light. Um, yeah. And this is a white light. And this. You know, it came with like all these cool little color filters. So like, I can, anyway. Yeah. So, Wait, you can do blue. <laughs> I want to see blue. I, I can do blue. I am not going to change it right. Now. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll do it next time <laughs> right. during the break. <laughs> during the break, I'll change it out to blue. Um, and yeah, it got a pocket recorder. So for Jordan Con, I have my GoPro already. So I'll have my uh, my pocket recorder lapel uh, mic, so we can do some video and live. Very James Bond. Uh, hopefully you. by then, hopefully by then your uh, your your deployment's over with, and you can kind of come to Jordan Con. Fingers crossed. Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. They're not telling us anything, man. I don't know. <laughs> they had to. Yeah. So, anyway, that's it for my personal life. Christmas was fun. It was good times. Getting ready for the New Year's. I'm off the rest of the year, so next three days, um, nice. got no work, so I took vacation. Which means, um, yeah, no sleep till, yeah. Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> How about you, Ian? What's going on in the world of Wisconsin? Wisconsin. So I actually got a little break from Wisconsin. Uh, I took some emergency leave, uh, went back home to pick up the kids for Christmas. We're not even going get, to get into why that was necessary, but it was. Um, I spent a majority of the three and a half days in airports, saw the kids for 12 hours, then had to get back in the airport and work my way back. I battled multiple multiple legs of my flights being canceled because of COVID uh, and then got lucky and caught an earlier flight coming back. Um, I got routed through Chicago and then we got there early, so I got an early flight back to Lacrosse. And if I'd have stayed and tried to get my original flight, they were all canceled because we had a hellacious snowstorm come through and it was very icy. So they canceled a lot going into Lacrosse and some of the stuff going into Minneapolis. So anyways, um, it all worked out. It was a great trip. Um, coming back, uh, COVID is running wild through the barracks with our guests here and also with, uh, the soldiers on ground. So, uh, thankfully, like a lot of people have heard in the news, this variant, it's, it's just kind of like a bad cold for, for most people. We haven't had any serious cases, but a lot of people testing positive. So, uh, working short staffed and then still trying to provide care for our guests, um, 
that are they're living in barracks just like us so it's already not fun and then when they get quarantined it's especially not fun for them so we're doing everything we can to you know keep them happy keep them fed and all that jazz and keep them occupied until they get flights out of here but uh it's been interesting the last couple of days and tonight's going to be uh we got some fresh snow so tonight i plan on getting in snowball fights with all of the kids usually you just walk outside and peg one of them with a snowball and like 30 of them come out of nowhere and attack you so i'm very excited for that <laughs> yep that's what I got going on. Yeah. We just get snow around here. You know, around here, we never get snow. So You know, after a while, the nice thing about Virginia is you get the snow and you go, yay, snow, and then it's gone in a day or two. And that's the way I like it. But here it's like, yay, snow. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, shit, it's still here. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then more piles on top of it. And it's like, wait a minute. I don't like that. I did, I did some training uh, for my job years ago in St. Louis, and it was like a snowstorm from hell. And it stayed like icy the entire time we were there and we had to like where our hotel was and like where the cop like where we were doing the training like was a good walk and like the streets were really, I, I i feel you it sucked yeah you had to it, walk it gets like a mile a in ice <laughs> exactly critter anything you want to add personal life you don't have to uh, it's uh up to you. sure i mean it's holidays so i've spent a lot of time with family uh one of my favorite gifts i'd say was i got a ping pong table so yes. <laughs> i know pretty exciting um and i so i think i'm gonna have a few friends over for new year's eve and we're gonna have a ping pong tournament <laughs> because uh we're children and that's what we like to do for fun so um looking forward to that and i also am off all week this week so I'm nice. just kind of chilling and playing a lot of video games, and it's been great. Love it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been having to fight my, my wife for the video games. Um, she doesn't play video games, but she likes to watch TV on the big screen, and I like to play video games on the big screen, so we, mm, so we go back and forth on uh, who gets the Sounds gets like the you need another big screen. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, you know, well, we just got a brand new TV. That was actually a pretty sweet deal. Um, our TV started, like, getting lines in it. You know, like, it's just getting old. Um, and one of my friends just uh, bought a new TV, and he was going to throw his away. And his TV was only a year old. Like, wow. Dibs. The only reason why he, the only reason why he bought a new one is because he just made a ton of money off cryptocurrency. And I'm not going to get too much into it. But, <laughs> and decided just to like literally, he just started bought. He bought a new truck. He bought it. He just like like it went a lot. I'm rich. I'm throwing away my two month yeah, old TV. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And he was just had it. He's like, I was like, what are you going to do with the old TV? He's like, I'm going to throw it away. I was like can I buy it off you? It's like a case of beer. It's yours. So I got a new 60 inch TV, but, uh, it's only year old. So it's like, it's cheaper than thing I can buy it uh, anywhere else. So good deal. So yeah, new TV, kind of a Christmas present. I mean, for a case of beer, it's not, that's not, that's a good deal. Um, got to watch the, the season finale on it. So that was, uh, that was fun. So, uh, wrapped up for the year and, um, now we get to wait in a, I don't know how long. Indefinite <laughs> period of time. Indefinite period uh, of time. It's yeah. killing me. I want to know when. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was definitely, uh, I, I enjoyed the season. Um, for the, we, we talked about it a couple of times on the, on the podcast. Um, most of the episodes I enjoyed. The last one was I was confused a lot, but I still enjoyed the action sequences. Just some, some of the stuff I'm, I'm worried about. But that, that can all happen in season two when it comes up. And you figure out what right. happens. Depends on how they yeah. iron all of those issues out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Waffo? Yeah. Well, since you brought it up, I got to say, and it's a quick plug on my overall impression of the first season. I think if the first episode and the last episode, they would have gone movie length, like two hours, and spent more time early on in the character development, and then spent more time, especially at the Eye of the World, and getting it a little bit closer to what was in the books, um, 
in the last episode, I would have been satisfied. Uh, I was yeah, t- the first time I mentioned it to some people online. The first time I watched the last episode, not having the Green Man really broke my heart, and then it kind of it kind of <laughs> ruined the episode for me. So I had to go back and watch it again and appreciate it for what it was, and it was still good. But the first time, I was just like, "Oh man, how do you not? How do you not have him?" Like, well, I call I called they're going to cut the Green Man a while yeah, ago. Yeah, he's the Tom Bombadil yeah. of the Wheel of Time. Honestly, it made a lot of sense to me. Sure, it, yeah. like a CGI it's a, nightmare. It's, so, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's a it's a it's a large budget for some that shows up for five seconds yeah. and yeah. plays nothing else for the plot. Yeah. <laughs> right. That doesn't mean I wasn't hoping. I was I was hoping. Yeah, no, no. Um, <laughs> that's fair. You can hope. I, right. Absolutely. I love I love the Green Man too. So don't get me wrong. Semester is you know we're making semester T-shirts because um, we. Remember we did the whole contest. We figured out what semester means. Yeah. That's, um, which I already yeah, forgot. And, and one of our listeners, yeah, it means um, uh, supreme plant. Uh, so it's, I think it's Soma means plant and Sestra is Sanskrit for, it's Hindi and Sanskrit. It means supreme plant, um, wow. actually, um, if you put the two together. So we're making our uh, T-shirts uh, with, like, you know, Beef Supreme from Idiocracy. <laughs> With yeah. with the green men wearing wearing a Brando t shirt saying Plant Supreme, you know, and switch your body That's craze. That's fabulous. We actually <laughs> came craves. up uh, last night on our Wheel and Chill show on my YouTube channel. We came up with uh, Steve Meshta because we didn't see Steve this this season either, oh, at least yeah. as far as I know. And uh, um, exactly, and we didn't see so Meshta. So they're they're both equally not in in the series, yeah. <laughs> at least in the show. Yeah, cool. Exactly. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's it. So let's go let's right into the episode. Let's we, okay. Let's move right into chapter four, Twilight. And our chapter symbol is Aiel, but uh, Jake Jake's tattoo. Jake actually has his tattooed on. Love it. It's the, really, it's the Aiel spears and the buckler. That's yeah. a tattoo I get. I can yeah. I can keep that on me for the rest of my life. Be okay with yeah, that. Yeah, the Aiel. Yeah, the Aiel a badass. Let's be real. I love so, them. So, so here we are. We start with Rand, um, and um, he's uh, with the maidens, um, and yeah, learning a lot about Aiel culture. And that's kind of how first this this whole chapter is a lot about Aiel culture, at least the first part. So, any thoughts about this? Have you figured out Giotto? Have you figured out how this works again? <laughs> yeah, sure. But you know, I don't want to spoil it for everybody else. I feel like it's something you got to come to understand on your own. So I'm just not going to give my two cents on it. <clears throat> And, uh, yeah, no, I have no, yeah, I don't really know. It's, a, it's some honor system that's a little, a little wanky if you don't grow up in it. it it's not exactly obvious, but, uh, I, so for me, what throws it off is like the, the duration of it. it. I mean, it's, you know, we're so used to in our society, all right, you do something wrong, you get punished, you get sentenced and there's like a time frame put on it. And maybe there's an opportunity for early release or something like that, but it's almost like a self-imposed thing. So it's like when Very they feel so. it's been settled, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's, it's all honor based. So slash like, guilt driven um, slash guilt driven. But it, I mean, I, I look at it a lot um, in Western cultures. It's really, really foreign because we live in a, a society that doesn't, that, that doesn't, I guess, lift up this kind of, yeah, we, we try to hide our where, mistakes. Whereas, whereas like, and, and especially like Japanese culture, especially older Japanese, not westernized Japanese, but older Japanese culture, um, saving face and, um, and having obligations to honor is a huge thing where if you disgrace your family, like you self, uh, impose punishment on yourself. And there's lots of, sure. 
uh, of stuff with that. So I'm not sure if that's where Robert Jordan pulled from. I know he pulls a lot from Eastern stuff, but um, I can go back and try to find some interviews. Um, but yeah, Critter, do you know? <laughs> do, I, do I know what it's from? No, no. no. I, I think it's a really cool system, though. I love reading about it, and every time it kind of comes up, and I guess, I don't know, are we, do we, do we jump ahead yes. within the chapters that we read? Jump away. Okay, well, Jumbo so voice. like the chat, the the next chapter, Egwene's chapter, uh, Avienda and her are talking about, you know, their, uh, and Egwene's just like, you know, I guess I'll just never know what this is about, and Avienda's like, you're literally following it. Right. There's no reason that you're doing all of these things and allowing all of these things to happen to you. You're doing it to yourself, and that is exactly, you know, Gito. You're you're nailing it. So yeah, I think you're right in the way that it is something that you just kind of come to know yourself, even if you don't know that you know. You know, <laughs> I know maybe so yeah. to your point, uh, I'm, and I'm glad you jumped there because that's where, I'm, where my brain was going. Like, well, Egwene kind of figured it out, but then immediately she's thinking to herself like, yeah, I'm doing it, but it's kind of for selfish reasons because I really need to figure out uh, and learn from these folks about, you know, the dreams and all that jazz. And then I started thinking, all right, does that mean if that part of human nature exists within the Aiel, do we have people that are still in service because for selfish reasons, because I mean, I don't want to go too dark and say they're all spies, but there's the potential that some of them could be. Um, I don't know. Or, or they decide to stick around longer maybe because they have some love interest or something like that, that they, they want to continue to serve and be with somebody. I, I don't know. Well, they, we already have the concept, right. Of the, the lost ones. Is that right? Or the, the mm-hmm. people who are yeah. refusing to, take off the white and then you know no longer be um guy shine right or yeah. we'll still stay guy shine forever right. yeah sure yeah they're, they're choosing to stay guy shine forever and that in a way is selfishness because it's you know them not wanting to deal with reality little and, escapism well it's escapism and it's it's you know that's beyond any obligation that they would have you know, incurred under the IEL system of this, you know, guy shine. And so, yeah, that, I think there definitely is some degree of selfishness in a lot of the system, even though it's got this front of being, you know, all about honor. Sure. Yeah. There's a, there's a meme out there. I need to send it to you sometime where it talks about the different levels of Gito and it's hilarious. It's like, oh, you know, like it's, it's like the first one, like it's the one with the brain. And I just remember the last one is like, you have so much toe that by actually fulfilling your toe, you have ultimate G. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you just do so much bad stuff, but then you fulfill it. <laughs> you know, I love that. You now have more honor than anyone else. That's how it works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You had to just do a lot of bad things in order to get ultimate G. Uh, but <laughs> um, yeah, and Avienda comes in. Uh, she has an arm full of blankets, uh, and she's wearing a necklace. And Rand's getting all jelly about it. So that's uh, <laughs> like, who who gave you that necklace? Mm-hmm. Um, that was interesting. So the the back and forth between <laughs> Avienda and Rand. Um, as I'm reading this, I start thinking about like all the different. Um, books I've read, movies I've seen, everything where you see this example of like from the reader perspective, very clearly like they have some feels for each other. And, you know, I won't say for certain, okay, they're destined to to be married, although I am kind of calling that as well. Um, But like both of them are putting up this front. It's, it's kind of like, I just rewatched all the Harry Potters. So it's like Ron Weasley and uh, Hermione Granger for the longest time. Like 
both of them just put up this front towards each other and they're not really honest about their feelings and like they actually hurt each other a few times only to find out at the end they just loved each other the whole time and uh, I mean there's a bazillion examples of that so kind of funny slash annoying to read like you want to just I know we always talk about communication all the time ha 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 but man this is one of those scenarios you just want to be like guys just come on say what's on your mind say what's on your heart let's move forward <laughs> and I know there's cultural barriers again jumping ahead to Avienda's conversation with Egwene later on, like Avienda probably feels guilty because of the feeling she has, because of Elaine and everything else. But still, I mean, we're we're adults here. Just say what's on your heart. Let's let's yeah. get it on. And then, and then the whole ex- gift exchange was hilarious. Where like she's like, since you give me a bracelet that means nothing to you, I'll give you this belt buckle that means nothing to me. So. Oh, even better. Here's a belt <laughs> buckle because I hate you. <laughs> this, this is just. I think this is the classic. I hate you, belt like, buckle. <laughs> People talk about this on Book Talk, and I'm sure, like, you know, BookTube and all the other places, but it's the trope, the, quote, enemies to lovers trope. And obviously, they're not, like, full enemies, but kind of. I mean, they are, like, in completely different societies. They start out, and Avienda's like, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> and Rand yeah. doesn't know why. And, uh, and I mean, we have another example of that in the books, which is the, the Nynaeve land plot, where, you know, she's, like, she's so antagonistic to him at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, just kidding. Um <laughs> And that feels like what we're getting now. They're just very, very antagonistic. Yeah, I think the quote is even like the wise one said, "I had to melt down my belongings and give away the gifts to three men and three women I hate." Literally, <laughs> so, here you go. so here's your <laughs> gift. We shall see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, I mean, there's been some exchanges where you feel bad. You, you take turns, kind of feeling bad for both of them. But there's sometimes Rand is like, you know, thank you, Avienda. You, you've been helpful and, you know, I, I enjoy your companionship. And she's like, you asshole, how dare you say that? You're such a horrible person. And he's like, I <laughs> I don't know what I just did. What was I, should I have been mean to you? I don't know. That's Yeah. And then Asandra comes in wearing nothing. <laughs> jewelry. 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 She's just wearing jewelry. Jewelry. just jewelry. Very nice jewelry. How many times is Rand going to have somebody walk in and then somebody else walk in and they assume that Rand like invited them or Rand's trying to get it on with them? Like, (laughs) I mean, I get I I get maybe that's where Avienda's mind would go. But again, so these two chapters, you almost can't talk about one without talking about the other because Egwene and Avienda have a conversation about it later. And even Egwene's like, well, I mean, the way y'all are punishing her, you're making her dress like that. Like what? Of course, it's going to look like hanky panky. You know, and it's not his fault that she's sneaking in there trying to serve him or whatever. So I don't don't know. I just think that this is an example of Avienda trying to find reasons to be mad at Rand. Because I think if she looked at it a little bit more objectively, she'd be upset with whatever this lady's name is that came in. I already forgot. Yeah, Sandra and not so much Rand. But she's definitely taking advantage of this opportunity to be pissed at Rand some more. Mm-hmm. any opportunity to be pissed at rant that's that's what it feels like yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah so i mean what do you think about rant i mean obviously rand's logic is she can't rand knows that both kadir kadiri and asandra are both dark friends um but he his logic is if he outs them then they'll know jason atoll is also a dark friend and he needs asmodian um you know, he even has his whole internal monologue about how he even trusts as many of more than I think Moraine at this point or something. God. Like <laughs> Come on, Rand. Come on. Like he's furious with Moraine for finding out his plans. And like he's like, she just gets me so angry. 
so the the number two problem in Wheel of Time. So number one is communication. Number two is our trust issues. And there's many mm-hmm. layers to the trust issues. It's trusting the wrong people, not trusting who you should. It, it probably derives from the lack of open and honest communication. But yeah, from the reader perspective, that's something that's always funny. It's, yeah, I mean, You know, early on, like I was like, Moraine, pff, no, don't trust her for nothing. Like, And then as it moves on, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe you trust her for who she is. You know that she has... Uh, certain things she's trying to accomplish, but there's still a lot she can give you in, in knowledge and guidance. So be open with her. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to do everything she tells you, but you can still have that open communication and get what you can from her. But he's still so closed off to everything Moraine, uh, just missed opportunities and, and good and helpful guidance that he probably could get. Yeah. I mean, you flip. You... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it could be the benefit of hindsight, but I literally, every time somebody doesn't trust Moraine, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, she yeah. she is so, like, her goal is to win the last battle, right? Right. She's like, literally so dedicated not, her entire life to this. Why do we not want to I, listen to her? I, I, it drives me nuts. I, I wish I could pull back our first season when Ian was going on about how he didn't trust Moraine. Yeah. <laughs> I would, yeah. That would be funny. Yeah. I should be find able to clip, clip like, clips yeah. and, like, find a clip and insert it. I'd here. have some moments where I'd start to give her the benefit of the doubt and be like, okay, I like this. But then, like, literally the next paragraph, I'd be like, she's horrible. Don't trust her. Run away. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I'm, sp- I'm as guilty as Jordan. To, yeah. You're supposed to, I think. I think that's definitely uh, uh, something that the way it's written, you're supposed to, at least in the beginning, have a healthy mistrust yeah, sure. sure she's cagey she's cagey yeah. about a lot of stuff and until you really get to know her and see everything that she's gonna be willing to do to save the day then then maybe maybe you're allowed to distrust right yeah and i'm gonna bring up something controversial here um and Uh-oh. all right Uh-oh. so obviously what i'm gonna Uh-oh. say here doesn't apply to all men but i try to i try <laughs> hashtag to hashtag not all right men. <laughs> i try to think of myself at you know what What's Rand's age now? Have we crossed into the young 20s? 19, 19 maybe. maybe turning I think 20. he starts 20. at 19. So he's he starts at 19. He might be 20. Okay. Yeah. So we're getting in the young 20s here. And he's in a he, he's had power and authority just kind of thrust on him. Uh, and with that, he's had a lot of women, very beautiful women, throwing themselves at him. And Rand has yet to knock the boots with anybody. And I'd like to think that maybe I, I wouldn't have hooked up with a bunch of these very attractive females that have been throwing themselves. But I know me. Alan, you knew me at that age. I might have said no one time and then it'd be like, well, you, you only live once, right? <laughs> so I don't know where he's getting his willpower from. Um, with a dark friend, though? Come on. Come on. Come on. Have you seen Lanfear? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Alan just showed me uh, who was cast for Lanfear. And let me the, tell the leaked, you... Uh, the, the rumored one. Um, yeah. Do you see that yet, Critter? I've seen the name. I haven't looked them up. Um, okay. But it's, it's so, oh, wait, yeah. unless it was the, well, maybe, I don't know. I may yeah. have seen well, it. Well, it was all over Twitter the other so day. So the picture Alan showed me, my response was the first time Rand says no to her on screen, I am done watching this show because there's absolutely no way any heterosexual male would look at her and go, nah, no, thank you. I mean, she could be all sorts well, of Well, I mean, that happened to the Great Hunt, though, right? Like, that was that was a thing that happened, yeah. 100%. Most beautiful woman. Even Loyal was like, Yeah, human, exactly. You know? <laughs> he was like, hmm. Well, he, tell he's you about giving my himself too much credit. That was the actually one, two, three, four, fifth thing you said. 
when I showed Wait, what, you. So read, read back to me. What did, what did I say exactly? <laughs> yeah. So I showed you the picture. You said, OMG, oh, wow, dear, sweet baby Jesus, help me, Oprah. Then you said, if Rand says no to her, <laughs> even one time, I'm going to quit the show. Help me, Oprah. <laughs> help me, Tom Cruise. Oh, gosh, I'm on fire. <laughs> yeah. So. I think I think the whole thing about the show specifically is that there are no unattractive people. So this is plus true. they're hard for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, kudos to Rand, I guess, for holding out. Mm-hmm. A little self-control. As long as yeah, he has. Yeah. Bless him. I wouldn't have been able to. Saving okay. himself, you know? <laughs> save him, save That's himself. cute. <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah. Very, very so what do you what do you think about Asandra keeping tr- like apparently it's not the first time he's tried to sneak into Rand's room either like she keeps on trying over and over again like uh, what do you think her motives are it's I don't think it's just to 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 bed down I mean I think there's something more but I want to hear your thoughts Ian uh, testing the security of the maidens to see if she can get to mm-hmm. him possibly for future plan future attack that's one thing I thought of um, you know. So basically, she's a Velociraptor testing the yeah the fence, or like that that, <laughs> that dumb Labrador that gets close to the electric fence, just close enough so it starts beeping but not buzzing, and sits there until the battery dies and the beeping goes away, and then walks through the electric fence. Yeah, we had a friend that had a Labrador that did that. Yep, yep, yep. very smart dog. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, but testing vulnerabilities. Well, so that was the first thing I thought. I was like, wait a minute, she snuck in there. How did she sneak in there with all these maidens that are? I guess it'd make more sense if she snuck into Rand's chambers when Rand wasn't there and then Rand showed up. But I feel like when Rand's there, like all the maidens, they they're aware of his presence and they talk about how some are treating him like, you know, brother, sister, like a peer. Some are like mothering him quite a bit. I mean, they're kind of obsessing over him. They're excited about this child of a maiden that's, you know, living under the roof. It's it's a novelty. Right. And yet Mm -hmm. while he's there, someone's able to sneak through their defenses unnoticed. Like that's mm, risque, a little mm. foreshadowing for future attacks. He's he's not as protected Sus. as we would like him to be. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And it's interesting that that Ooh, yeah. critters making a face. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> she I got tight lips. Saying that she that means is I was onto something. Through them, right? She's living with them, right? Am I wrong? With the maidens, like, isn't she? Yeah, I thought she was living there. Asandra? or yeah. uh, I mean, she's with the caravan, I guess. With Kadir. Oh, she's just. Oh, I guess I just assumed because she was caught with all the stuff, they like made her strip down, wear the jewelry, and like yeah, be, she her was, ser- be their servant. Or yeah, something. she was caught stealing jewels, and that's okay. why they, they they made her wear these jewels. But I think she's she might be a prisoner, kind of sort of. With that. I'm not. That's, I'm not that's, sure. That's my question. impression. But I did just read these chapters, like, <laughs> and only these chapters, so I don't have the background yeah. that I would usually have, like having read the entire book before this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, then it may not that was my may not be though. as intense as I was getting at then, but. But still, if they had her, you know, working as a slave for them, and if the maidens did not want her to access Rand, and she's still able to, there's still a little bit of security breach there. They they need sure, to be mindful yeah. of. Yeah. So, um, let me think. Uh, where are we? Oh yeah, it, where we is. Um, so, and then also Rand tries to, I guess, protect her, and Avian has none of that. She's mm-hmm. like, that, this is Maiden's business. And that uh, probably just digs Rand into a deeper hole by trying to, yeah. <laughs> Rand has got to, like, chill with the I need to protect all women thing. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, all about that life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've made my comments <laughs> about their relationship. Uh, yeah, just be great if they'd open up to each other. 
and not lie and then go whip yourself later. Sounds like the truth yeah. would just be easier. I don't know. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then, uh, like I said, Aviana sends her away, um, gets kind of scolded at Rand for, I guess, encouraging her. And Rand's like, I didn't encourage her. It's kind of like this little mess scene. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Aviana getting mad. Rand yeah, getting Aviana getting mad. Look, she's not um, supposed to be here, but I am thirsty. Who wants a drink? You know, he's just making making lemonade out of lemons. This drink that I'm definitely not going to drink, though, because <laughs> <laughs> she's a dark friend. Right. No biggie. Sorry, I'm trying to type at the same time. Um, and yeah, and then Aviana leaves. He goes to sleep and starts to dream about uh, men, Aviana and Elaine. So funny how that happens. Is, is, are these the three? Uh, do you remember in our predictions, you asked not that long ago, like, who we think the three are going to be? And I think those are the three I picked. Oh, no, I had Landfear in there somewhere. I, I always throw Landfear in, in there. But I, I think from the reader yeah. perspective, like, especially with this dream and everything, that's kind of what we're supposed to be thinking. Uh, definitely, again, going into the next chapter with Avienda talking to Gwen about, so how do the sister wives thing work where you come from? Like, you know, she's already trying to consider the possibility <laughs> of both her and Elaine, um, you know, marrying, I was about, I was going to say hooking up with, but marrying a uh, Rand. So at least those two for sure. Yeah. Gwen definitely didn't help the situation either. She's like, you know, maybe if they're good friends <laughs> yeah. she knew, in her head, she's like, no way, yeah. but I, but I can't, I don't want to offend her. I don't want her to think that I think that I yield are weird. So I'm going to say this, literally, little does she know that I, at the end of might have heard that, like, nice. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, basically. exactly. <laughs> Bing. I'm going to make him another belt buckle. Right. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so that's how we end this chapter. So not a very long chapter, but there's a lot of little nuggets in here. Um, overall thoughts, Ian, about this are anything that, you know, we missed or anything that uh so it's a it's an interesting clash of cultures um it's not an exact comparison to what what we're doing out here but so let me give you an example when um when i deployed to iraq and when we started getting out amongst the people with the ca teams there and doing humanitarian aid efforts you we did a lot of training on the do's and don'ts and how not to offend and how to follow their customs and courtesies right uh but now uh, and again, I, I didn't spend a lot of time in Afghanistan, so I use the Iraq as an example. But here we have all these Afghan refugees. And yes, we're trying to be um, aware and courteous by following some of their customs. But at the same time, we are teaching them about cultural norms in the U.S. because we don't want them to be shell-shocked or culture-shocked when they finally get placed in a home in the U.S. and realize this is in Afghanistan. And there are some... Um, significant differences uh, just in your normal way of life, right? So, okay, all that to say, it's not Mm -hmm. an exact comparison, but like, yes, Rand is out there with the Aiel, and it'd be good for him to learn Aiel customs and courtesies, right? But his plan isn't to be, it's not to be Aiel forever. It's not to stay out there forever. Uh, He's supposed to bring about significant changes within their world, so it's a balance of all right, what do I want to learn from them? What's good that we hang on to? And what is it that I need to retrain them and say, hey, no, shit's going to change. This is the new way. Um, 
So I, I mean, I don't, I don't fault him for not being a perfect student of IO customs. Um, but yeah, figuring out that balance, yeah. like what, what is it that I am going to change? What is it that we're going to keep? Um, and he's 20 years old trying to figure this out. And yeah. all of his mentors, he's telling them to F off, you know? So <laughs> he's in an interesting position. Yeah. So, sometimes it's tough. To, sometimes people mess with you too, especially when you're in foreign countries and uh, you don't know customs are what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. I think of one instance in particular. I was in Indonesia uh, about 10 years ago and uh, we were in a Muslim island and there was a mosque that was under renovation, a Muslim mosque, and um, and had scaffolding all over it. And we just asked some random guy walking by, like, is it closed? Can we go in? He was like, I don't care. Go in if you want. So we're like, so we went in and then we found scaffolding and climbed into the roof and we're taking pictures and just kind of like on top of the roof, which is the tallest building in the whole town. Well, apparently the village was not happy that we're crawling all over their mosque and like, That's like a running no-go. around on top of it. Was not, it was a very no-go. Um, I had some really cool pictures from it, but, uh, but at the same time, the villagers pretty much ran us out of town. Uh, so uh, just because the random guy walking on the street says it's okay does not mean it's okay. Right. <laughs> just If you're ever traveling overseas, do not trust the random guy walking on the street. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Noted. Right. <laughs> um, anything, Critter, you want to ask or anything you want to add? Um, I guess just it, it's been, you know, probably about uh, almost a year since I've read this book um, in one of my many rereads. And it was kind of like, you know, coming home to Avienda, being annoyed at everything that Rand does. <laughs> so it was, it was a very familiar setting for me, mm-hmm. uh, but it was fun because I love the Aiel. And so these two, these two chapters being paired together were uh, a delight to read because you just got right back into Aiel culture and, um, and you heard all about Jiito, which I love. And you got the, the wise ones punishing Egwene and Avienda. Like yeah. it really, really silly ways in ways that I think I would hate, like the cardio. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, I guess I'm skipping ahead to the next chapter. Oh, good. But overall, I, I really, I did enjoy these two chapters. This, this random Navienda one being the first one, obviously. Pretty cool. Yeah, very much so. Cool. Moving on to chapter five again, are for the first time are kind of among the wise ones, and our symbol is the flame of Tarvalin. So maybe, maybe we'll talk about some Isaac. It's a Gwen chapter, um, which is great because we have a Gwen from Twitter. Critter plays a Gwen on Twitter. Um, get some firsthand you know, perspective into. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should you know, I be I, in character for this? The, <laughs> you know, the, I was you know, thinking in this scene. Right. <laughs> no. The only complaint I'm going to give to Critter tonight, and I, I haven't, I had a chance to actually voice this complaint, oh, no. is you didn't do the Spider-Man thing with I know. Maddie. <laughs> I know. I literally was, well, first of all, it was such a rush. Everything, like everything happened so quickly. Like whenever we were interviewing them, people would like tap us on the shoulder, like one question left. And that was like, after we had only asked one question, um, I, I inadvertently did sort of like a dual interview with Daniel Green because there was such a little space that it was like impossible to talk to people, um, like separately. And so I, I would have felt bad, like taking away from his time by asking for that. And then after the premiere, when I saw her in the lobby of the movie theater and I actually got to take a picture with her, I was like, well, if I had to choose between that and a real picture, because I know she's busy and I don't want to take her time, I'm going to do a real picture. And so it yeah. was a, it was a game time decision. I do gonna- hope, I will get another chance to do that, though. She's going to do the whole, you know, the actress who plays Egwene, Madeline Madden, 
gonna do the whole pointing Spider-Man thing, you know, pointing at each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, the meme, you know, both Egwene. Um, it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I regret it, it to this day, but yeah, but I okay. also didn't want to take up too much of her time. But I'm sure there'll be other opportunities. I'm yeah, sure we so, can Photoshop well, you, something. You, you, you're you're one of the hosts in the after show, so I mean, I'm sure uh, there would be something, yeah, something there. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I'll okay. have my people oh, call their anyway, people. Anyway, let's move right into this chapter. Will call your people, and it'll get set up. Sounds great. I love yeah. that. So, yeah. So we start with the wise ones. We got Bayer, Amis, Malayne, uh, and they're requesting Elaine to come to their sweat tent. Mm, sweat tents. Which um, is how they bathe in the in the waste, apparently. They just get all sweaty and then scrape the nastiness off of them, which is actually a hygienic way of doing it, but it's kind of gross, too, at the same time. I'm not super <laughs> into it. I don't like the sauna, so... I don't, uh, yeah. I don't think I would like sweat tent. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what. Ian, thoughts about the sweat yeah, tent? Yeah, so um, the MWR here in the gym, they have a pool, they have a giant hot tub, they have a sauna, and the steam room. And uh, I, I think I mentioned one of the previous episodes, I went through some, I, I jacked up my back right before this, and as that cleared up, I've had horrible sciatica, and also tore uh, my hamstring a little bit. I mean, my, so my right leg is just worthless. Uh, but I've been hitting the steam room uh, to do all my stretches. I don't know if anybody that's gone through sciatica or knows anybody that's gone through it. Um, it can last a couple days. It can last a couple months. It could last the rest of your life. There's it, there's really no telling. Um, and all you could really do is go through the different stretches and, and activities and stuff to try and make it better. But all of the stretches hurt like a mother effer. So... The, the best thing I've been able to do is either sit in the hot tub or sit in the steam room and do it, and it loosens everything up. So there are advantages to it. It's hard to breathe, but it's nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so Avienda is busy keeping this, uh, this uh, tent steaming. Um, and Moraine and the Wise Ones are discussing Rand's plan to move the Aiel into the Westlands, which she thinks is a horrible idea. Um, <laughs> so... Um, Thoughts about this? Uh, I mean, we, we kind of got gathered here that, that Rand's plan, basically, is just to take the whole Aiel army and just conquer by force. And, you know, the, the wise ones don't seem to be too much against it. Moraine thinks it's a horrible idea. This is not the way you unite the Westlands underneath you. Oh, well, obviously, the Aiel don't really care about the Wetlander <laughs> territory. And they also have pretty good logic. They're like, look, he's here. We're not thrilled about it. But with him, he, with him being here, he's kind of... He's going to destroy us. So whether we get destroyed here, whether we go over there and knock some heads around and get destroyed, does it really matter where this happens? So, yeah, we can go if that's where he wants us to go. And we also don't care about your eyes that I plans because your plans aren't our plans. So then and then a poo poo. Like, it's just. Uh... So, yeah. So, you know, the plan is uh, we, were, we were talking about them going to um, a Rand conquer in the Westlands versus uh um Moraine's strategy was not to do that because it'll just cause chaos. Uh she wants her to him to wait for the M1 seat to to move all the nations to their side, which of course she doesn't know. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. How's she gonna how's she gonna know? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so on to the topic we always bring up bad communication in Wheel of Time. Uh in these chapters I started to think about it a little more deeply, like what's causing the bad communication and everybody's putting up this front of confidence. Like, 
Rand is, Egwene is, uh, the, the wise ones are, Moraine, they have this front they're putting up, and they don't want to seem vulnerable. They don't want to show that they don't know everything. So they're all pretending to be overconfident. I think that adds to the lack of communication. But then you have a little bit of a breakdown from Moraine here, and I won't call it desperation, but even she's laying out to the wise ones a little bit more info than you would expect from Moraine. Um, and, and it's, I don't know, I just get the vibe that she's a little desperate here and trying to get some control back over the situation. Like maybe I can get the wise ones to help me out here and it's just not working out. So mm. no, it's not No. Yeah. yeah. But then the wise ones at the same time, like they, <laughs> they're terrified of what's going to happen to their people. They're trying to play it calm and cool. But at the same time, when they have their private conversations or we, where we've seen some of their internal monologue and everything, they're they're not too excited about things that are unfolding. And they're trying to control the situation to help their people out as best they can. But they also realize they have no way of controlling it. This is all new territory for them. Uh, but they're still trying to stay in control. And, and the way they're trying to stick to their habits and uh, the way they're treating Egwene and even Avienda and the way they are very dismissive towards Moraine and everything, they're, they're trying to show that they're in control, but they're not. They're also clueless as to what's going to happen and very much afraid of what's going to happen. Yeah. True. Yeah, because Rand's going to break them, apparently. Mm-hmm. Or already has, maybe. Destroy them. <laughs> so, so um, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it, it, yeah, the wise ones dismiss Moraine's position, pretty much. They're like, no, we can handle it. Um, and, and Bayer dismisses what Moraine says, like, you know, I think they talk about how, and it might be later in the scene, um, but they talk about how, um, uh, you know, the Aiel have no problems conquering. And, you know, they've, I think they, did they bring up the whole thing with like when they attacked? Moraine's like, you know, when you guys attacked, you guys are pushed back. That was like, with yeah, four. It was only a few clans. It was with like, four, and now they have at least six, and they're probably going to get Yeah, more. We're, t- we're taking all of us yeah. now. Like, <laughs> I, I love their, you know, the Aiel are going to do what's, what's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I was saying the um their attitude like the Aiel are gonna do what's good for the Aiel is so perfect because it is they mm-hmm. like they don't care about Wetlander anything they don't care about the dragon before they're interested mm-hmm. in the fact that they now have their car Karn and they're interested because he's gonna break them you know and so they're basically just like we're gonna figure this out we're gonna make it happen hopefully in the least painful way possible but it's what's happening and I don't give a crap about the Wetlanders <laughs> and and them telling Maureen that Maureen's just like okay excellent well i guess i'll try and figure out something else then yeah when you think about it all the different communities kingdoms whatever locations in this world that we they they all think that way it's just the aiel they don't play politics with it they're just very direct they're like yeah we're here for us not for you and that's how everybody else is functioning it just they they doctor it up with nice political speech and whatnot the aiel just don't care they're the Mm -hmm. honey badgers of the group yeah they don't give a shit. Don't. It's <laughs> a good way of putting it. Um, yeah. So after Maureen leaves, um, uh, Maureen asks, um, I guess, tells, uh, uh, the wise ones tell Aviana to pour some tea. Um, and Egwene notices that she's been beat recently. And she asks Bayer about that, um, saying that she'd lied twice today. I was wondering, say, wondering if you had any idea what the, the, the two lies are. Well, it's got to be to Rand about not loving Rand. And the trinket she gave probably didn't have to do with people she hated. It's 
maybe okay. people that have inspired her or people that she connects she, with <laughs> something more positive. That's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Egwene thinks the Ayil must be crazy for all this. Um, yeah, this isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Egwene with the Ayil. I think her, yeah. her time with them is some of her best times. Um, it just generally like she's, I love to see her like this where she's not in charge so obviously <laughs> like she, you know she likes to master herself and she always she's very headstrong and she always wants to feel important and then here she is just not just not <laughs> at the bottom of the rung the bottom of the totem pole like she's a, she's at the bottom but she's dealing with it which I, you love mm-hmm. to see because you know it's just character growth yeah yeah, it's, so it's a humbling experience when you get in a situation like she's in. Uh, I was I, I was talking about like in, in my career in the army and, and in the civil service early on, I had great supervisors and, and bosses that took care of me, got me the training I needed, and I just thought my work life would always be like that. And then eventually, uh, I got a boss that was not so great, but there were still things I needed from this person. So I I couldn't always say what was on my mind. I had to be very careful how I tap dance around the per- that person. And every time there's an interaction with this person, I had to tell myself, what is it that I need to get out of this? And, you know, I try to focus on that. And uh, that's kind of where Egwene is. Like, she has a certain end result she's looking for. There's a certain amount of training she's trying to get here. And so she's just sucking it up and taking whatever they give her. So, anyways, yeah. And so, man, and this version of Egwene is such a huge contrast to the Egwene that we ran into after her capture a few books ago. And I wouldn't have thought that she'd be able to put herself in a position like this after that traumatic experience. Um, but it, it's pretty cool how in really a short period of time, she's been able to bounce back from that and she's able to deal through some, with some of this BS in order to get what she wants out of it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I yeah, think it's it a huge difference, like, her deciding that this is what she needs to do to get what she wants versus her being in that situation with Sean Chan. Um, but you're right, like, it's never a good feeling to, to be somewhat out of control. And I think because of that, she's she's sort of, um, I, I don't know, discreetly doing things that she's not supposed to do, possibly in part to feel somewhat in control still. You know, she's, she's trying to learn faster than they want her to learn. Um, and, and she's going into the world of dreams in order to do that. So she's, she's got some autonomy. She was, she's clinging to it, but it is, you know, she's not supposed to, <laughs> uh, but that's just classic Egwene. Mm-hmm. She wants to learn as fast as she yeah. can. And you hit the nail on the head yeah. that it's her choice to be in this position versus having it forced upon her. I, I think that does make a, a difference as far as feeling that For you're sure. in control in your own outcome and destiny here. We love Egwene. She's my fave. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing we learn is that the Lost Ones, the Tinkers, have been entering the Waste in massive amounts of numbers. And some of the Aiel have actually been going over to them. I guess after Rand made his big reveal that they all used to be pretty much Tinkers, um, some of them are actually going to follow the way to Leaf, which is, like, just unheard of for the Aiel. Like, um, you know, the, the, and why are all... The, why is there a massive amount of, of tinkers coming to the waste right now? Um, I mean, I don't know if you have any, any predictions or reasoning behind that or thoughts. So when we first met them and they like, you know, wake up in the morning and just kind of face the breeze and they're like, okay, we'll go that way. Um, 
we, we were talking about how it is they move around and maybe they're able to sense like where the shadow is and where the shadow isn't touching yet. And it might just be that the, the shadow has taken over so much of the wetlander lands, you know, the rest of the world we've already visited that they feel the, the waste is um, the last refuge for them. I mean, it, it could also just be the, the pattern itself pulling them out there because they know, you know, the pattern recognizes this turmoil within the Aiel and there's some that are going to hear about uh, their broken past and how they went different ways and some that are going to want to join the the lost ones, the tinkers. Um, so maybe it's just sort of a, a destiny sort of thing that they're supposed to be there. Who knows? It, it also could be they're just looking for the song, right? Yeah. Also, so there's been talk a little bit about lands beyond the waste and hopefully that's just not a little reference that the Jordan talks about. Like hopefully we actually get there and experience that somewhere either in this book or in, in, in books along the way. Um, but if, you know, if they're scouring the whole world trying to put this song together, there's a, uh, there's lands that are untapped, at least from our perspective as the reader. And maybe that's where they're traveling. Um, also, you know, every group we've run into, they've had their own sets of prophecies, and when certain things happen, you know, that means X, Y, Z. Uh, so maybe because of stuff that's been happening in this world, it's part of their prophecy to not just return back to the waste, but beyond the waste to whatever that land is, and maybe there's something else to be fulfilled out there that we just don't know about yet. Do, do you have any idea? I mean, we talked about this before, what the song might be. Uh, I mean, I, 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 have, I have a prediction. I'm going to give you a... Never gonna let you down. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be that. Yeah, it could be that. It could, it could be that. <laughs> sure. It could be Rick, Rick Roll. Um, yeah, it's it's one of the two or Sandstorm. Yeah. Three. I think three. it's gonna yeah. be one of these cheesy things where all these different cultures and people and whatnot that are so divided i feel like they all have a different part in the harmony and it, it just takes the whole world singing together it's gonna be some sesame street you know uh or all the pop singers coming together to sing you know we are the world sort of scenario yeah that that, that, that that's a good prediction um Let's see. Uh, Avienda then, um, after this scene, returns to the tea, ask Egwene how um, Rand... Uh, or, yeah, Amise asks Egwene how Rand would take it if Avienda asked to sleep in his room, and Avienda's like, no. <laughs> please, please do not ask me to do that. Please, please do not ask me to do please that. Please do that. <laughs> yeah, so that plays into her current struggles like in a very bad way. Uh, so you feel for her while she's still kind of working out her feelings on all this. But when it comes to the, the wise ones, like they, they need to get their story straight. They're like, come on, Egwene. We're not saying they're going to like, she's going to share his sheets and like climb in bed with him. And then a couple seconds later, they're like, but you know, um, that would, that would really help us out here if, you know, he would just hook up with, uh, not necessarily Avienda, but you know, um one of the Aiel and clearly like that's what their goal is here. At least that's what I'm reading. Like they, they want that relationship to eventually develop. Um, I think they want even more than that. I I think they want a relationship. I think they want to procreate. I think they want these two to have kids together and create such a strong bond between him and the Aiel through Avienda that like maybe it would help them find favor and he'd go out of his way to protect the Aiel more. Uh, I don't know, but 
Yeah, they start by saying, no, we don't want her to share his bed, but they most definitely do. Yeah. Poor Avienda. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot riding on her. <laughs> her yeah. shoulders like okay avienda we want the uh we want the car car to fall in love with you we also yeah. want you to have his babies okay yeah no no biggie <laughs> go yeah it's it's like a, it's like a really overburied mother-in-law like literally by the way it's crucial <laughs> to save our entire race and culture no pressure literally <laughs> no pressure all riding on you so you're fine though right this is fine yeah mm-hmm I'd love for Moraine to catch wind of this, to be able to come back to the wise women and be like, okay, so what you're telling me is your plan is you just want one of your females to get knocked up here and somehow that's going to help everything? Like, come on now. We yeah. can do better than that. You're, mm-hmm. you're literally, you're pimping out one of your apprentices. <laughs> right. Is that what's happening? Like, let me just clarify. And, right. yeah. and any, anyone who's ever, you know, been through couples therapy and anything like that, you know, having a kid solves everything. If you're having relationship problems, a couple more kids will fix it. Just add a kid to the... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That seems very realistic. There's sarcasm there, guys. Okay, I was going to say, clarify, that is not the way it's supposed to happen. I need to put that... All right, so anyone listening to our podcast, that's not something I condone or recommend at all. (laughs) In fact, probably the opposite. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. However, there's if you're a, trying to um, ingratiate a, yourself with a world leader, then might might you go for it, you know? Like the wise yeah. ones would tell you, have at it. I mean, human yeah. history is Art. littered with that. I mean, well, oh, we're at war with France. Well, let's marry these two and see what happens. That should help, right? That's Are or if you're trying to get 9 months to a year without any sleep at all. Yeah, go have a kid. Yeah, um, good luck. Sorry. <laughs> good luck. I got one coming in February, another one. Uh, I just <sighs> You got it. It's it's my third one. It's we don't okay. Need sleep. Don't, I mean, don't look for sympathy. I don't sleep anyways. I know how babies. I know how babies work. You you were part of the deed. Okay, it didn't didn't happen magically. Uh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's I, I'm magic. well aware. Uh, you can sleep. You can sleep when you're dead. Exactly. Sleep <laughs> well, well aware. Well aware. So yeah, this, uh, yeah, no, this sounds like a great plan. Anyways. I just uh, yeah, I'm I'm rooting yeah. for it actually. You know, as a reader, I'm like yeah, these two need to just go ahead and hook up. Get get Elaine to sign a permission slip and let's do this. Yeah, I think they call those a hall pass. Hall pass. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Hall pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, and then um, they turn their attention after this to Egwene's training and dreams. Uh, she's still having trouble finding other people's dreams. Um, you know, Amis tells her that. Um, uh, that she expects to dream of a queen of a queen tonight. Um, yeah. And, a, and just a whole bunch of dream talk. So let's talk about that. Um, any thoughts about a dream training? Yeah. I love the world of dreams. The, the more, Sorry. We, <laughs> the more they talk about going into somebody else's dreams, like the sketchier that seems to me, uh, we've talked on previous episodes about, um, you know, I've, I've had dream, dreams before where i realized i'm dreaming and you know you can like fly and jump really high and just like all the crazy things you could do in those brief moments before you finally wake up but like what happens if i'm in a dream and i'm aware of my dream so i'm in control of my dream and then you come in my dream and then i know that you're entering my dream and now i could do things to you it just that would just be crazy um and I guess the fear is also, even if I don't know that you've entered my dreams, the dream, 
when we dream, just crazy shit happens. Like I could still inadvertently hurt you. Um, but if I knew that you were in my dream, boy, I could do all sorts of horrible things to you. So yeah, that seems very dangerous yeah. to be doing that. I assume you're talking about lucid dreaming. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, outer body experiences. You ever had any of those weird dreams, Critter? Um, like where you know it's a dream. Yeah. While you're dreaming, and you, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't had any like I've heard people have like nightmarish where they like wake up and can't move. I don't think that's what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, um, succubus attack, or incubus, incubus yeah. attack. Sure, like, right, incubus, right, right. But incubus. no, like I have had dreams that I had like more um, control over while they were happening, which is great, especially whenever it's like not the best dream, and then you can just be like, no, <laughs> and, it, and it becomes a lot better. Um, so every now and then, I Giggity. think I'll, I'll yeah. more or less, more or less <laughs> happy, I guess. Yeah. I've had, I've had one outer body out, out of body dream. Drugs are before. bad. Like drugs are bad. I'm okay. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I woke up and, uh, started getting ready for school. This is back when I was in high school. I looked back and I was still sleeping in bed, uh, and realized that I was looking back at myself sleeping in bed, which is really weird. That's trippy. As <laughs> it was. Well, that's trippy. why wow. you got to take the warning label on Accutane very seriously. That stuff will get in your head. <laughs> okay. Noted. That, that's it. Medication, man. It does all sorts of weird stuff to you. <laughs> I do think I would want, I, I, it's kind of like a dilemma, right? Cause if you go into somebody's dream, you find out what they think of you. Right. And so I'm over here thinking, are there people that I would not want to go into their dream? <laughs> you know, because I don't want to know what they really think of me. Like, it could, you know, I don't want to be disappointed, basically. Because, you know, in Egwene's, in this chapter, she went into um, got one of the clan chief's dreams, right? Ruark. I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Ruark, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she, then she, he turned her into, like, a little girl or whatever. <laughs> Gave her a doll you know, to I play wouldn't with. want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it would be good to know, you know? I, would, I think my curiosity would get the best of me. If I had this ability, I'm afraid that I would abuse it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not abuse it, but, like, I would use it to, to satisfy my curiosity. Obviously, you're throwing yourself at the whims of the person who's dreaming. So you're putting yourself at that kind of a risk of humiliation or whatever. But um, it would be really interesting. <laughs> it's, it's a fun spin. It's a fun aspect of being a dreamer that I always like to, to hear about. Yeah, having yeah. that sort of intel on like what people really think of you in the hands of the wrong person, mm-hmm. that'd be very dangerous, like in the hands of an evil manipulator. So far, the character right. who Egwene is, I think I would feel comfortable if she had that knowledge, like who Egwene is right now. She would probably do more good than bad with it. Uh, but who knows where she's right. going to be four books from now. So, yeah, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Rafo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then after all the dream talk, um, they they end it with Melaine wanting to discuss one more thing. Um, she wants uh, uh, Bear and Amias to talk about is it Dorinda, um, who's the wife of the clan chief Bale, uh, Bale um, about coming sister wives. And that's another thing that Equines is like, I can never get over this. I can't get used. To, I can't get used to this whole sister wife thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's something like special about that um, scene other than Jordan's planning in our mind for the reader that, okay, maybe there is this possibility of Rand and Avienda and Elaine. Because uh, there's a lot of different hints in conversation about that throughout this chapter. So 
don't know if there's anything significant about those people in particular, or Mm -hmm. it's just supposed to make us think, aha, so there's a chance these three could hook up. So you're telling me there's a chance. Of course, no one Jordan will get blindsided and they don't get together. And like, there's something super significant about this. Um, You know, these people, I already forgot their names that are, are trying to get sister wife permission or whatever. Who knows? We'll see where he takes this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, so when a green goes outside, she notices her clothes are gone because they, they go to the sweat tent naked. Um, this is a prank we pull all they, the time in the military. Uh, I've, I've, and, I've done and, it about and, six and, times since I've been here. If I'll go into the bathroom to take a leak and if there's certain people in there taking a shower, I will walk down there and take their towel and take all their stuff to have hanging outside and just go through it on their bunk. So now they have to go from the bathroom to their bed, but ass naked. And it's hilarious. I've in my career, I've probably done it. Mm-hmm. Gosh, 50 bazillion times and it never gets old. It is funny every single time. I would be furious. It's also a prank we, call, we, we pull in college a lot, like the time we threw your clothes on the roof. Ian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you know always entertaining. But I had no, we were, you know, I had we no were, shame we, back then. So, well, I have no shame now. Yeah, we're we're at, we were in Blacksburg and we came back from a bar drunk, and I think you you said you're gonna go streaking, and you're the only got naked, and no one else wanted to go streaking. You're pretty much which made it funnier. From old they're right behind me. Yeah, like. <laughs> Everyone's streaking the quad, like, and he gets naked. And he takes clothes and throw them on the roof. We're like, "Yep, you're by yourself on this one, buddy." Yep. <laughs> and being naked, uh, it really wasn't a good idea to climb out on the roof. There's a lot of things that could have scraped, uh, so I could not go get them. <laughs> I had to wait for somebody else to get them. But yeah, the joke was on you all. I just casually walked around naked until somebody finally got my clothes because I, I didn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Jokes good on you. Point. Anyway, <laughs> is it? Is it? (laughs) I've seen myself in the mirror. The joke was definitely on you. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. Um, uh, She sets a punishment also for Egwene for not responding promptly to the wise one's summons. Um, So that's another thing that comes next. This punishment is my nightmare. 50 laughs around the camp. And that entire conversation they had was a, like not a short little conversation. And that was one laugh. Yeah. That's all ah! night of running in the cold. Oh, gracias. I will pass on that. Mm. Yeah. Although I, the, like the description shut, of her. Shut on a beer pong, you know. The description of her sweating and then it like you're hot, so you're sweating, but then it's like immediately freezing. Uh, that's what we're dealing with right now. Uh, and so we do the night shift. We have to patrol our blocks. We're out there. So I try to get as many steps in as I can. One night in an eight hour shift, we did over 20 miles of walking. Uh, but normally I average like five to 10 miles. And as you're moving, you know, you're sweating, you're breathing in your mask, the moisture gets in your mustache and eyelashes and everything. But if you pause for a second to handle something, it all immediately freezes. So you have like icicles on your eyebrows and eyelashes. And uh, I set my mask down to smoke a cigarette and drink some coffee. I set my mask down for like five minutes and I went to put it back on and it was frozen solid. It's like son of a gun. <laughs> yeah, so I feel that. Yeah, I- I, I have a friend of mine who used to live in Minneapolis. Um, and for all of our people out there that live in the great north, um, uh, they were telling me uh, the reason why they decided to move south to Virginia was they went. They were avid runners, and they decided to go running on a very, very cold day. And they were wearing goggles, and they went up to touch their goggles, and they shattered. 
Oh, yeah, it gets cold. It was so cold. <laughs> so Minneapolis is right up the street from where I'm at. Uh, so temperature-wise, climate-wise, uh, same, same. What they get, we get, to put it in perspective, if you know Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cold. It's not quite as cold as uh, like where Delusions of Grendel is in Calgary. Well, she's in the blight. That's She's yeah. in the blight. The dark one's in control up there. I don't know how anybody lives that far up north. I just don't get it. <laughs> Although <laughs> the picture she has sent, uh, being out in the Rockies up there, I, you know, when the temperature's right and oh, you can yeah. get out there, it's absolutely stunning. Uh, I can't wait to get oh, up there. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm yeah. definitely going to try and make a visit during the not so cold months. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, so she does her little run around the, 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 the camp cause that's what she has to do. Um, and while they run, uh, Gwen tells Avienda, um, uh, they can't make her sleep with Rand in Rand's room. And Avienda kind of says back, you know, her honor makes her obey the wise ones and kind of does this whole little conversation that we already hinted to about how the honor and Gia works, that if she doesn't do it, she has toe and that's not good and it's against their culture and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot of comment on this. I, I guess we've touched on it a little bit here and there. It's just all kind of silly. I think Avienda needs to just go in there and, have some real talk with Rand, be like, yo, I like you, but I'm worried about, you know, pissing off my friend Elaine. I don't I don't know how to work this out. Egwene makes some really good points kind of standing up for Rand, like, hey, in our culture, you know, they're not married yet, so Rand is fair game. Um, I don't know how much of that is yeah. going to actually seep through to Avienda because of what her culture believes. But even still, even within her culture, it's not like anything's happened – I don't think anything's happened between Elaine and Rand where they should really be promised to each other. I mean, did they give each other yeah, gifts They're cuddling in the corner and tear. They're kissing. Like, yeah, there was no like specific ceremony or vows or any, any promises made. I, I don't know. It all... There were letters. Look, man, I still don't understand it. Uh, you know, obviously, been divorced, dabbled in the dating world in my late 30s. I'm horrible at it. Luckily, I've, I, I think I've found somebody who's, I mean, I, I know I found somebody that's fantastic. I, hopefully it's going to work out, but I'm not going to lie. I have no freaking clue what I'm doing. So how can I judge their situation, right? Uh, I will say good luck, Rand. Good luck, Avienda. Yeah. May the odds be ever in your favor. I don't know. I can't give you advice. Well, I mean, Elaine did give Rand that note before she left that said, like, check yes, no, or maybe, you know, and... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the note was more like "I love you," and then the second note was like "f off." <laughs> I was like, from Rand's perspective, at least that was yeah, like, that was the gist of uh, it. So I was confusing. I was thinking, all right. We also had earlier where Tom was getting involved in writing notes, and then we've seen where the White Tower has written notes back to Camelin on behalf of Elaine, trying to mimic her handwriting. Like, are we certain that both of those letters came from Elaine? Because if so, shame on Elaine because they seem wildly confusing. Um, or was one from Elaine and somebody else wrote the other one, not knowing that Elaine was I, I don't know what's going on with the two letters there, yeah. which is craziness. Yeah. They're def- they're both definitely from Elaine. But, yeah. but we never know exactly what was written. I don't think they tell us what was written on them. Not exactly. Just ran- just Rand's reactions to him. Yeah, huh. I think it comes down to communication, no. which is uh, which is one of the themes of Wheel of Time. No. Um, you know, very great communication. 
Definitely. I feel like we'll say that about a thousand more times during this during this podcast. Uh huh. I think and, I think Avienda with this like the scene here where she's kind of just like I'm gonna you know do whatever they tell me to do. This is a an example of what the wise ones were talking about, where it's you know the maidens can be ridiculous. They can be just as bad as men when it comes to what they see as you know their honor and obligation. And uh, in this sense, like even if something seems inappropriate or a bridge too far, Avienda isn't gonna say anything because she's got this insane pride. Um, that mm-hmm. she's not going to let be affected by her, her discomfort, basically. Yeah. Although True. she'll speak up, and she certainly did, but then she's going to do it anyways. Sure. But I think anyway. I think this one she, she wants want to. to do. But she doesn't want people to know that she wants to do it, so she put up a fuss. So people are yeah. like, she doesn't want to do it. But deep down, she's like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wants to do it, but she doesn't want people to know that she wants to do it. Right. Sneaky, sneaky. Sneaky indeed. Yeah. Basically, it's, what is it, uh, my, my brain is telling me no, my body's... My mind's <laughs> telling me no. <laughs> no. But the wise ones, my body. the wise my body. ones are telling me <laughs> <My body>. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much what's happening here. Um, so, and then and then we end the conversation with the conversation that we've already talked about, which is uh, going saying she doesn't understand Giotto. And Avian is saying, uh, I'm pretty sure you do because you're nail on doing the head. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you're doing pretty well. And that's how we end this chapter. Hey, we made it. Final... Yeah, we made it. Thank you, Internet. Kind of. Thank you, Internet, <laughs> for keeping up with us. So, anything we missed? Loyal. I miss we Loyal. Pretty thorough. I, yeah, I miss Loyal too. We, I always miss Loyal. Yeah, I need more Loyal. Did he come with you to uh, Wisconsin? Uh, you know, he wasn't able to fit on the bus. Uh, <laughs> we've been trying to fly him out here, but we haven't been able to book a C-130 just for him. So, no, not right now. Mm. He's back in the okay. bird. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Um, anything else? Uh, Critter? Questions? Comments? Anything? Um, anything to add? Uh, just other than, like, being happy that I got to do this and thankful <laughs> that you guys asked me on. It was a, uh, it was really fun, and I'm happy that we got an egg Wayne chapter. Obviously, I, I, don't, I don't. We we kind of switched chapters, so I don't know if that was like intentional or just it happened to happen. It happened to happen, uh, <laughs> but I'm into it. I, I like the the fun little happenstance. It was um, to be so. in. The show knew you were coming on, and yeah. you know the the, the pattern. Yeah, pulled us I mean, we were planning on not taking up. That word out. Yeah. I like it. That works we, for me. We, we're, we were planning on not taking a break for Christmas, and then we started comparing calendars, and, and we're like, yeah, there's no way we're going to record the next two weeks. Because <laughs> everyone was everyone was traveling and had stuff going on, and we're like, yeah, this doesn't matter. Um, so we had to take uh, a few weeks off of recording for the Christmas season, because it is it is the season. It is. Yeah, but it's nice to take a little time. Everything came together great, though. Yeah. Uh, I was terrified doing this without Chris because, yeah. like, we we play Dude. off each other so much. But like you said, these were great chapters for you to be on, and thank you because, um, I mean, like I said, just to keep it going, and you had great input yeah. and insight. So yeah, it was good. <laughs> well, thanks. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> and apologize for the technical difficulties. But um, you know, welcome to the world. Yeah, say I'm not sorry this for that. We, this, this is what we, we do. This is life. This is life. This is the end of. This is Ian deployed with uh, using hotspots and crappy internet in Wisconsin. <laughs> I totally understand. Yep. 
Because because they don't have Wi-Fi in Wisconsin. Like apparently, like at the they don't have Wi-Fi it's at so all. It's so bad here. So he has to. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, and he gets like one bar cell phone service, and that's where he hotspots off yeah. of. So it is what it is. Um, occasionally, Ian splurges and gets a hotel room, but we can't ask him to do it every week because that's ex- unless we get like like. Okay, here's a challenge: um, if we get like twenty new patrons, uh, <laughs> we'll start paying for Ian's hotel room every single week so we can have good internet. Shoot. <laughs> If we get like ten top um, tier at least between now and May, then we'll uh we'll we'll be able to fund the hotel. Yeah. But now every week is is pricey, man. We'll be, we'll be. Well, and then then yes, and then I will get a tattoo. Yes, someone just commented about the tattoo again. Yes, the challenge is still out there. If we get to a hundred patrons before Jordan Con, I will be getting tattoo live on stream at Jordan Con. He's gonna cry like a baby. Oh, I, I already gosh. have I already have multiple tattoos, but yeah, I will get another one. I'll give you a Wheel of Time one. I'm not sure what it's going to be yet. Probably our show logo or the Wheel of Time symbol or something like that. I'll let you guys vote. How about that? If we get to 100 patrons. I'll actually I'll I'll decide. Or I'll let our mods. No, I'm not going to let the mods pick. I know <laughs> what you guys. I don't trust you guys. Um, <laughs> I will pick a few options and then we'll vote on what I get tattooed on my body. <laughs> so, Sounds good. Um. I will decide the the options. I give you, I give you, give you a few. Um, so um, that was a great loose there in there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't notice. <laughs> it feels it so left too out. Much, make it hurts. It says uh, if it hurts too much, make it hurt someone else. Someone else, make it hurt someone else instead. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, perfect. Um, so, um, so yeah, uh, Critter, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, I cannot appreciate it enough when we have guests on and how awesome it is. So, how can people find you uh, or support you or uh, whatever? Oh my gosh! Well, I am all over the place. Uh, and we talked about the fact that I'm on TikTok at Critter XD. I have a YouTube Critter XD. I'm on Twitch. If you're more into Twitch than YouTube, um, Twitter, I'm Egwene underscore Al underscore Veer or Critter XD <laughs> on Instagram. I'm Critter XD. I have a discord. I just started a Patreon so you can support me in so many different ways. Um, any, any follows or anything like that are much appreciated. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty much I'm findable <laughs> yeah, find <laughs> wherever you want to find me. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. If someone wants to post uh, Critter's Discord, um, that would be great too. So who can go over there and join her Discord? She does have her own server. Um, um, or I can post it if you guys aren't members there. Um, I'll do it after the show because I'm not trying to do it multitask. Oh, someone just did it. Thank you. Critter did it. Critter did it. I'm pretty good at multitasking. <laughs> there, there you go. I'm like I can multitask. No, no, I can't. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Go join her Discord. Um, you know, go check her on TikTok. She just makes great contact, con- contact, content on TikTok, um, and um, a lot better than, than than my crappy content that I have on our TikTok. But uh, so, how Stop. we can be found? <laughs> we can be found everywhere at the Wheel of Reads. Um, that's that's our at the Wheel of Reads. Just anywhere: Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Um, also on we're on tiktok we have youtube um yeah um email me the the will reads at gmail.com um there's a theme here if you didn't caught on uh and our website is thewillreads.com um where you can find links to all sorts of cool stuff like our discord you can come you can go check it out there click on the link there 
join our Discord. Enjoy the conversations that we have here. We have lots of first-time readers moving through books. Uh, we enjoy listening to their thoughts. Um, and then lots of fun channels to talk about all sorts of random stuff. Can I do um, one more uh, thing I forgot about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go okay, for so it. Zool reminded me um, on my YouTube channel every week uh, whenever the show is going on, but now at least once a month, I do a wheel and chill show uh, with mm. my friends Tavir and Tavern and Wine Spring Cafe. Um, usually that's on Mondays. And I forgot to give it a shout out, but that happens. So thank you for the reminder. Zool. Yeah. And wheel and chill. <laughs> yeah, no, no, go for it. Yeah, by all means. Yeah. Go check out Wheel and Chill. Um, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, so like I said, BillReads.com, that's our website. Uh, Discord, find links there. Also, you can find links to ways to support us. Best way to support us is just listening to us, um, which if you're listening to this podcast, you're already doing that. Just keep doing it. Um, but um, other ways to support us, we do have merchandise. Uh, you find links to that from our website. Uh, you can buy all sorts of cool stuff from T-shirts to hats to sweatshirts and shot glasses and frosty mugs and we have more stuff coming eventually. Um, I think stickers are being added. We are actually are starting a onesie line um, for babies, um, believe it or not. Um, and I know Delusions of Grindel is not in chat tonight, but um, we, we actually made a few designs for her, and we're thinking about adding those. Um, uh, she just had a baby. Uh, so we're thinking about adding um, uh, some of those designs to our shop. Um, so they're, they're pretty funny. Um, yeah, I mean, like, my favorite one is the little sailboat, and it says, just left Tarvalin, you know, a little baby onesie. Um, and uh, if you get the innuendo there, it's great. <laughs> Wait, nor- North Harbor um, or South Harbor? How does that? Did they come out of right South Harbor, right? Yeah, right out the middle. Tarvalin proper. The baby came right out of Tarvalin. Uh. <laughs> baby would be coming from North Harbor. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and then um yeah tree did a great job uh tree designed those uh onesies and then we have uh um but we might be adding those um stickers and we have some new t-shirt designs that are coming sometime soon to our shop as well so um including time traveling tam and uh plant supreme semester um so go check out the merch site new stuff being added uh also you can support us on patreon that's probably the best way to support us um if we get enough of those uh we'll pay for ian's internet uh, i.e. hotel rooms, um, and or at least supplement it. And then uh, also uh, possibly me getting tattooed. Um, so hopefully, actually, wait to join Patreon until after JordanCon, <laughs> and then I don't have to get a tattoo. <laughs> so, You're getting it. It's, it's, it's one of those double-edged swords. Like, we're, we're actually, we, we're, we, 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 we kind of, like, go back and forth. Like, so we, we, we get some Patreons and we lose some Patreons because people uh, do cancel every once in a while. I mean... There's there's patrons that have been patrons for years and they and whatever Christmas season ends up being usually a bad time for Life patrons. Happens. Um, so, yeah, so we, we we lose some, we gain some. So we're around eighty patrons right now. So we only have twenty to go uh, to make it to the hundred. So it's not really that big of a stretch. But uh, um, it was a stretch when I made this challenge. Now it's not. And anyway, so <laughs> come support us, listen to us. Also, feel free to share us with all your friends. Um, like us um, and follow us, share, um, uh, rate us on any service that you happen to listen to us on. Um, I do read the reviews from time to time. They are hilarious and great and horrible all at the same time in that order. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so th- there are great ones. There are, there are horrible ones. And, uh, and I appreciate the horrible ones just as much when you say we're horrible. 
Um, I do enjoy reading those because one, it's good feedback, and two, sometimes they're really funny. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, that's all I got for this week, guys. So until next time, peace. That was my Chris. Okay, <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed the show, and thank you for listening to the Wheel Reads. See y'all next time. <laughs>